Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. Thank God we have a, a good God who wants us to have victory after victory after victory. He's not pleased with us flailing and failing. He's not pleased with that. He's pleased with us overcoming. So let's ask the Lord, ask the Holy Spirit to help us today, give us exactly what we need to come up to that next place of strength and victory. Father, we ask you, all of us joining together, ask you for the anointing and the uh, utterance and the answers and the direction and help. Open our eyes and ears to see uh, what you have said, not what people have said about what they thought you said, but what you said and how things really are. And the spirit of faith we open ourselves up to, to receive, not just to learn things with our head, but to take into ourselves more of your wonderful spirit of faith. We thank you for it. We believe we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go please to Hebrews 10 in the great textbook and uh, look in verse 35 where he said, cast not away therefore your confidence. It has great recompense of reward. Uh, so many things there, but like we said, confidence is another word for faith, but can you see that you can throw it away? Cast means throw. You can throw away your confidence? Yeah. You can get to looking at the wrong things, listening to the wrong things, and just like God's Word, if you receive it, it'll put faith into you. If you listen to the wrong things, it'll put fear into you. And you get to looking, and, and all you're talking about is how impossible it is, and how hard it is, and, and the need, how great it is, um, how big the problem is. Well, you'll get to the place where you can just turn loose of any confidence you had to have a good outcome or to have a victory. And so um, confidence or faith is something you got to hold on to. You remember the scriptures talk about hold fast your confession of faith. Hold fast. Stand. And so that's what he's saying. Don't, don't throw it away. Don't cast away your confidence because if you hold on to it, it's really going to pay off. There's a great, that's big, recompense of reward. You have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Verse 38, now the just shall live by faith. If any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. For we, but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Verse 32. He said, What shall I more say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, 
Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought or worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, etc., etc. They got results. <laughs> Anybody interested in getting results? Yes. Results. And how'd they get it? By faith. By faith. Let's go back to Judges again today and, um, and see further why Gideon is lifted up as an example of faith. The um, sixth chapter, we saw that the people of God repented and then God uh, heard their prayer and sent a prophet and sent an angel and is raising up now a deliverer in the person of Gideon. Uh, and yet, this was a surprise to him <laughs> that he would be the deliverer. You got to put yourself here. Gideon, put yourself in his sandals. Uh, he's hiding in a cave. He and his family are starving. They've endured years and years of terrible oppression by the Midianites. He does not know about how this ends. There was no book of Judges. <laughs> there, the, he does not know he'll wind up in the great Hebrews chapter 11 one day. There is no book of Hebrews. He has to become convinced of this between him and God based on the words that the Lord's given him. And so he said, verse 12, he said, the, the angel told him, said, the Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Like we said, one translation said, you, you uh, mighty man of, of fearless courage. <laughs> fearless, and yet he's hiding in a cave. And uh, verse 14, the Lord looked on him, even though he's making excuses and asking why hadn't miracles been happening. He said, go in this your might and you will save Israel from the hand of Midian, the Midianites. Have not I sent you? And so then he told the Lord about how poor his house was and he was the least in his father's house. Verse 16, the Lord just ignored him and said, surely I will be with you and you will smite the Midianites as one man. It's going to happen. And so then he, he brought a, an offering to the angel and there was a supernatural sign that fire came and consumed the, uh, the meal and the sacrifice. And, and uh, Gideon was scared because he realized it's, this is not just a man, this was an angel. And, and he was scared he was going to die. And the Lord revealed to him that he was his peace. And so he built an altar and called it Jehovah Shalom. We, we still talk about that great name, Jehovah Shalom, the Lord our peace. And he is the God of peace. You don't have to be afraid. And you can see that uh, layer upon layer, and Gideon is cooperating with it, but God's building confidence into this man. He's not afraid he's going to die now. and He's not just continuing making excuses. Confidence is getting in him. And so uh, verse 25, we won't go through all this, but the Lord told him <laughs> to go destroy the altar of Baal. And he was so concerned about it, he wouldn't do it in the daytime. He did it at night. And when he did, oh man, the community went nuts. They demanded his father that he be killed, that he be executed. And they were going to kill him. 
And his father said, well, look, I'm paraphrasing, said, look, if Baal is really a god, just let Baal take care of him. <laughs> and, and if Baal can't take care of him, <laughs> you know, that's the implication. And so he said, don't you dare lay a hand on him. It, it was Baal's altar that he tore up. Let Baal take care of him. And they actually gave him a name, a tag, which was Jerob Baal. Sometimes you'll see in the scripture, Jerob Baal, and it's talking about Gideon. That's the name they called him. And it meant, let Baal plead with him. Let Baal deal with him. Well, he was safe because Baal, <laughs> Baal couldn't do anything. Uh, in verse 33, then all the Midianites and the Amalekites and the children of the east were gathered together and they went over and pitched in the valley of Jezreel. In other words, it's on. I mean, they have, they have heard about uh, uh, Gideon and Gideon, Gideon pulling some forces together. He sent word around and called. And so when they heard that, they came out in force. And when we say in force, you're going to see in just a moment what we're talking about. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Whoo, glory to God. So the Lord told him he'd be with him. He told him he would. So you can imagine, and you're going to see this from the time he first began dealing with Gideon. Gideon's got, Gideon's got real confidence problems real fear issues. And you'll see that one by one by one, the Lord helped him get rid of all of them until there was, until faith and confidence pushed out all the fear <laughs> and insecurity. This is one of the most wonderful things we could talk about. Amen. You don't have to live full of insecurities. You don't, the scripture said, God didn't give us a spirit of fear. Well, a lot of other translations will say spirit of timidity. Spirit of timidity. And that is the same thing. It's just a lot of times people wouldn't call being timid fearful. But that's what it is. It's just a lower, lesser level, whether it's being timid or whether it's full-blown panic. It's all the same stuff. It's fear, just different degrees of it. And sadly, most people, most Christians live with a bunch of it. They just live with it because that's the way everybody around them, especially unsaved people are. And it's common that people are just full of insecurities. And they're always talking about their, their lack and, and their weaknesses and their failures and their mistakes and on and on and on. And if we'll, let, if we'll listen to the Lord, He will give us words that'll put something in, into us, it'll put strength in us, and it'll help us to see ourselves in a different way. And he'll keep doing it, and he'll keep doing it, and he'll keep doing it, and his plan is to get yourself so full of faith and confidence that it pushes out, it displaces all your fears. Hallelujah. Did you remember the psalmist said that he trusted in the Lord and he delivered him from all? His fears. Fear is everywhere around us in this life. And most people grew up with all kinds of fears and timidity and insecurities. And if, if you just go with the flow, 
you'll be second guessing yourself. You'll be running yourself down all the time. And nobody will notice it because everybody does it pretty much. They'll notice it when you stop doing it. And to, to unenlighten people, when you start talking about who you are in Christ and what you are and what you can do, to them it just sounds like arrogance. And, and the thing is, if you're doing it right, you're not talking about in yourself. You know in yourself you're not enough. But you're not by yourself. He's in you. He's with you. That, isn't that what he was telling him? I'm with you. I'm going to help you. And so then he, he takes steps towards being the deliverer. He calls for the troops to come. And, and he must have been convincing because they came out of their caves and, and they're coming with him. But when the enemy heard... They came by the scores of thousands, and they brought their buddies. <laughs> I mean, this is a massive, we, we'll see, it's, a, it's about, the figures we have in, in the next chapter is 135,000 uh, in this, this group that you're looking at right here. And so that's what he's looking at. And how do you think he felt? His group is... Uh, all together, 32,000. <laughs> and it's about to get smaller. <laughs> have, you read, have you read the book? <laughs> but how's he feeling? Well, when he's looking at that, don't you know the thoughts are coming. How in the world can we face this kind of army? And the Spirit of God came on him. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. The Spirit of God came on him. Woo. And he got so stirred up, he grabbed a trumpet. He said, give me that. <laughs> and he blew the trumpet. Hallelujah. And Abiezer, all of them were gathered after him. And he sent messengers through Manasseh and Asher and Zebulun and Naphtali. And that's when they all gathered up. And then there were... Like we said, some 32,000 showed up. That had to be God. If they're too scared to come out of a cave, huh? And, and everybody grabs whatever weapon they, weapon they can scrounge up and they show up by the thousands. God's in this, right? And, and it was headed through Gideon. He steps out in the face of that massive force. He blows the trumpet. He announces, we're, we're taking them on. <laughs> and he sends word, come on, show up from this tribe, show up from that tribe. And they did. They did. And he still, in verse 36, Gideon said to God, now if, if you're going to save Israel by my hand, uh, give me some confirmation here. <laughs> and he put out a fleece. And he said, you know, what's the first time he said, let it be uh, wet and the, and the ground dry. And then uh, it happened. And then he said, okay, uh, let, let, let's do this again. <laughs> Only this time, let the fleece be dry and let the ground be wet. And God did it. And you'll find a lot of people trying to do that today. And that's where the term putting out a fleece, that's where it came from. In fact, so many terms people use that the world uses actually come out of the Bible, some kind of account like this. And... Um, Somebody says, well, yeah, I mean, boy, that, that sure worked good for him, you know. Maybe that's what I'll do. You should not do this. Well, he did it, yeah, but he was not born again. That's right. 
He didn't have the Holy Spirit in him. You couldn't tell him, well, brother, you just need to pray about this and maybe pray in the Spirit and be led. He, uh, he, he wasn't born again. He didn't have the Holy Spirit living inside him. And so the Lord allowed it. And, and what, what you see is he keeps having issues of fear. Well, why would you say that? Now, Lord, I know you said, I know you said, you're going to help me, but, uh, you know, give me another sign. Get, get, give me something else to bolster my, my confidence. And the Lord knew where he was. And so he did. You will see this kind of thing stopped in the first chapter of the book of Acts. You'll find that up until then, uh, people put out fleeces. You'll find that they cast lots. You heard that term? And even when it came to replacing Judas as one of the uh, apostles, they cast lots in the first chapter of Acts. But you never see it again. You know why? Because in Acts 2, on the day of Pentecost, (laughs) there came a, a sound as a rushing mighty wind. Guess who showed up? The Holy Spirit. And since that time, you never see this kind of thing again. Fleece or casting lots. And today you and I are living in this time of the Holy Spirit and Him being our guide and teaching us and helping us. So no, don't, don't put out fleeces. I've seen people, you know, Christians that just didn't know any better. They say, Lord, you know, if that's really you, and see, it's the same kind of thing, <laughs> lack of confidence. If that's really you, you know, cause four red cars to pass by my house. <laughs> or, or cause, and, and, and somebody says, what's wrong with that? A lot. Because there's somebody else in this world. The God of this world is in here. And he can do some things and manipulate some things. As Christians, New Testament Christians, you do not want to be led by anything external. You, you don't want to be led by outside things. The Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God... They're the sons of God, and the Spirit of God bears witness with what? Our spirit. That's inside, inside. We're supposed to be inside led, inside guided, not moved by external things, outside things. You've got to watch about looking for stuff out here, trying to confirm the will of God. You don't have to do that. You, they weren't born again. You are. They didn't have the Holy Spirit inside them. You do. He came. And he hasn't left. He's still here. And so uh, that the fleece thing happened. But then in uh, uh, the seventh chapter, uh, they're getting in position in verse 1 and 2 to take on the people. Jeroboam, who is Gideon, uh, and all the people that were with him. Uh, now you know where he got his name, right? Jeroboam. Let, let Baal deal with him. Uh, All the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the host of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said to Gideon, the people that are with you are too many. Huh? Too many. (laughs) What? (laughs) You got to put yourself in Gideon's shoes. (laughs) Too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Uh, I, uh, I put a calculator to it. Uh, 
Oh, where is it? They, um, they're already outnumbered four to one. Now, that means every man behind you has to defeat four. <laughs> These are not good odds. You know, well, if we're going outside for a fist fight today, you want four against one? Huh? I mean, even if you're a pretty good fighter, still, I mean, two against one is tough. Three? While these two got you occupied, this can come behind and get you. Four? Four to one. And the Lord says, no, you got too many. <laughs> Woo, his, his ways. Or, or different and higher. He said, uh, there are too many for me to give the Midianites into your hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me and say, my own hand has saved me. This is a big deal. You remember last week when we studied uh, Barak, you know, the Lord told him that this is not going to be for your honor and your glory. He said, uh, a woman is going to defeat Sisera. And it happened in a way nobody ever dreamed of or thought of. But uh, we read in 1 Corinthians where that no flesh, God does things in such a way that no flesh should glory in his presence. It wouldn't be true. It wouldn't be accurate. And yet the Lord knows the tendency of these people before the battle ever begins. He knows in the current state, even four to one, if he shows up and does miracles, they will take the credit for the victory. And they won't give him the glory. And of course, how'd they get in this mess? Why are they having to fight the Midianites to begin with? Because they forsook God. They've been worshiping Baal and Ashtoreth and everything else. And so the Lord knows. And he, he won't even, he, to him it's a non-starter. <laughs> I can't help you like this. Does this have anything to do with us today? It matters how things happen. How they unfold and how they happen. It should be our desire that everything that happens in our life results in God being glorified. It should be our desire that everything that we do and every, every victory we have, every result, every miracle that happens, that it happen in a way that God is the most seen, the most noticed, the most exalted, the most glorified, because that's true. That's how it should be. He deserves the glory, right? Because he's the one who did the hard part. He's the one did the part nobody can do. The truth is, without God, there's no way they're beating these guys. Four to one? The numbers don't work. This is hand to hand. You know, four to one, four guys can mob up on you. You know, even if your kung fu is good. I mean, <laughs> if they hit you at the same time with swords, how can you get all of them? At the same time, you, without God, there's not going to be a victory. And he says, yeah, but 
and I'm paraphrasing, if I give you the victory, you're not going to give me the credit. The way this is, even at four to one. So, he says, we've got to pare this down some. He said, verse, five, verse three, go and proclaim this in the ears of the people. Say this, whoever is fearful and afraid can go home. Let him return and depart early from Mount Gilead. And there was a, there was a rumble through the crowd. And they went, whew, you'd have to tell me twice. And 22,000 left. Ooh, 22,000. Well, he had uh, 32. 22,000. Now, you know when the 32 showed up, and then the 135,000 of the enemy showed up, you're thinking, wait, we're not in good shape. Now, how's he feeling when the 22 left? <laughs> and the Lord said to Gilead, the people are yet too many. Oh, you got to be kidding. <laughs> you got to be kidding. The people are yet too many. He said, bring them down to the water and I'm going to try them for you there. And it'll be of whom I say this goes with you, that's who will go with you. And whomever I say to you this does not go with you, they don't go. So he brought down the people to the water. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone that laps up the water with his tongue as a dog laps, him you'll sit by himself. Likewise, everyone that bows down upon his knees to drink. And of course, uh, he didn't know which group <laughs> would be staying or going. So he, he would do him no good to try to slant it. So he takes them down to the water to drink. And the ones that got down on their knees and put their head to the water, they go in one group. And the people that didn't uh, kneel down, people that just got their hands and scooped it up to their mouth, they're in another group. And of the ones that scooped it up in their hands, uh, there's 300 of them. And uh, the rest of them got on their knees. Verse 7, the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men that lapped, I'm going to save you. And deliver the Midianites into your hand and let all the other people go, every man to his place. <laughs> you, know, you know what the, uh, what the numbers are now? <laughs> 450 to 1. 450 to 1. 300 versus 135,000. Now we know what happens next. They don't know that yet. Can you see when he says in Hebrews, he has no pleasure in them that draw back or shrink back. Can you see? This is, this is nothing, uh, no place for cowards. Right? Th this faith requires courage. Uh, you, courage that most people hadn't even heard about. <laughs> Somebody say glory to, God. glory to God. But can God save whether with a big crowd or with a, with a few? Yes. He can feed thousands with a little boy's lunch. He can do things you never thought of, you never imagined. But the thing is finding somebody that's got enough courage to believe that and act on it. And we're out of time again today. <laughs> Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. 
We'll see you next time here at Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.